0: Thanks for joining us for the latest instalment of the Tribe Supper and I'm sure joined by Phil Town, and Anthony Vickers as ever. Uh, we're talking loan signings, uh, incomings and outgoings as we look back over the year. It's, it's been quite chaotic, hasn't it, from the start really? More more outgoings, I guess, than incomings. Um, incomings first, Thomas Callas' departure date's been confirmed. Does that explain why Karanka was so eager to sign Dwight Tiendali and, and Amarebieta, do you think?
1: I don't know whether it was that or whether it was his reflection on the on the Bournemouth match and the fact that it looked like his resources were perhaps thinner than he first thought um, you know Kenneth's been in and out all season hasn't he not really convinced anybody um, Ryan Frederick's had an injury uh, which looks as though it's cleared up but nonetheless was a doubt um, and then you've got Danny Ayala who's going to be out for at least another week possibly longer and suddenly you've got players who aren't going to be around for the key games in the season. I also think um, the right-back slot, as we know, it's a bit of a cliché, but it's been a troublesome position yeah. all season, hasn't it? It's been cursed. And he came out with a very interesting line in his latest press conference where he reeled off the ages of the, the back four for, the, for a couple of key games, and he, I forget which one it was, let's say it was, um, it was yeah, Bournemouth, and he was saying something like, we had somebody who was 21, another one who was 21, somebody who was 25, and somebody else who was in the early 20s, you know, and... Is the point he's making is they're very inexperienced players for mm. for what are massively important games, and I think he just sees the new guys who we shall describe as Dwight and Fernando for ease <laughs> <laughs> for ease of pronunciation. Um, he, he you know he said they're experienced guys. The the, the you know one of them's played in the um, Fernando's played in the European final for Fulham, I believe. So I think it's a, it's clearly designed to shore up a defence that. Uh, that, ...that has occasionally looked um, more than vulnerable.
0: And Sue at, at Bournemouth, Vicky, he did look... I mean, Callas, Callas had a shocker, didn't he? But he was spending he, a lot of time he covering... Was. The, he
2: was. F- he was left uh, completely exposed. Mm. Uh, sue and George on the other side were pushing up quite far, and that was obviously part of the tactics, was trying to you know, close those flanks up, and it, it was just ripped apart. And uh, Callum Wilson had basically had free reign down that that particular flank... And he was left Calas being you know callas was dragged out all over position trying to trying to get a grip of him and obviously he gave away the penalty and it never really got much better after that that might have sent out uh, some some alarm bells, but I mean having said that, I mean callas has played at center back several times this season along alongside Ben Gibson and, and the results have been fairly fairly good it hasn 't been a disaster, uh, but certainly that flank didn't work and ensue while well, he has played right-back, isn't a specialist there. Mm. I mean, I know we play, he played there for much of his last season in Spain, but he isn't a specialist right-back, and I think you need that in certain circumstances against certain types of opposition. And that was brutally exposed. I think going into the last couple of weeks, the defence has <laughs> looked a little bit raggy. And, you know, say six weeks ago, we would say that was the strongest part of the team. You know, it was the most most competent unit. It looked most comfortable. Best in the division. And we were, yeah. we were saying any combination, it didn't matter. You know, whichever put individuals you put in there, it, it was working with a, a mechanical precision. Uh, and two thirds through the season, and, and it, that's started to splutter a little bit, partly through injuries. I mean, obviously, Ayala being out was, it was a major blow because he seems to be the one that works best with all the others. He's, he's more suitable hmm. uh, for the others to, to fit around. Uh, that injury made a big difference. Uh, you know, Woody was forced back into action, and we know that for, you know for whatever his strengths, you know, you know that you can't rely on him playing three games in a row. So that there's a question mark there, and then a few other uh, knocks and bruises. I mean, I think Ryan Fredericks was a big loss as yeah. well because he looked like the man to solve that that problem. And it has been cursed that position all season. Yeah. You know, go back to Abella's injury, uh, Reese Williams's injury. Uh, it hasn't been it hasn't you know it's been a problem position that we thought had been resolved by Frederick so his blow there I think uh, was through
0: misfortune what it, mean, it, yes those, of course it? And
2: yeah. he'd been playing superbly so I think that forced uh, the, the the club to to reassess where they were. What I think is interesting is that both the players that have come in a uh, bit of a curveball for the fans, I mean a lot of fans probably haven't even heard of them or only seen you know, glimpses on Match of the Day or whatever but clearly they're both well known to the club uh, Proc for instance told us last week that TN Darley had been on the radar mm. and when, when Tony Mowbray was here and they'd watched him extensively and, and you know they were considering m- making a move for him in the past so he, he's not an unknown quantity to the club And clearly he's on the database and they will know exactly what his strengths are. So that wasn't a panic move. And uh, uh, as we know, Fernando will have played with Aitor Karanka briefly, maybe, at Bilbao. His first season when he was breaking into the first team was Karanka's last, last season as a player at Bilbao. And obviously he will know him. Even if he hasn't played with him very often, he will know him from training, and he will know him for for the impact he made on the, the youth setup in in Bilbao. And as we know, the youth setup in Bilbao is very uh, it's very proactive and it's Basque only. Mm. Um, so Karanka will know him not just as a player, but we'll know of his personality and his impact and and uh, the type of uh, p- the player he c- you know he can be around the dressing room. So he hasn't been brought in as a panic measure either. Although fans will read what the Fulham. Message boards said, you know, a lot of people offered to drive him here themselves, <laughs> as you always get. But you know, the Norwich fans said that about Ayala.
0: And I thought Woodgate's comments were telling this week. He'd said that um, he was aware of Amrabat when he came and and how highly rated he was, and, and that Arsenal were after him, and he'd watched him uh, and kind of couldn't really understand how it hadn't worked out at Fulham. Um, that's only you know, that's only going to give him confidence, isn't it, to come in and, and the chance to play again and to play in a, in a side that's to say about with I Jones at Bournemouth, you'll think all his crisps have come at once, won't yeah. they? From being in the dog fight to suddenly being in a promotion fight again. It's so. a great
1: opportunity for a player to come in at this stage of the season. It can only go obviously one or two ways. It, <laughs> it can either be you know, it can be just what his career needed, a you know, a real boost, a real kick up the backside, or it can be, you know, you can you can as you as you say, pan to the uh, the perceptions of the the, the previous club supporters. I, I I think it's it is interesting that he has strengthened at the back because, as Vic rightly says, it was Burris, You know, the be, basically the best defence in the division, and no one would argue with that. Um, I think he made an important point again in his press conference about the fact that the team that will get up this season will be the one that makes the least mistakes, and he's as we as we know, from day one since he came to the club, Karanka was all about cutting out mistakes, individual areas, people being responsible for their own positions, mm. and um, Burr have been really good at that for most of the season. And what we've seen in recent weeks, um, are the, the mistakes are slipping back in because of pressure, probably because of the you know how much is riding on the games, the players are more tired yeah, now than fatigued, they were in it? October, of course. Um, there's been a lot of changes at the back for one reason or another. So mistakes, you know, and as we well know, if Borough go behind, mm. particularly away from home, they rarely, if ever, respond well. Mm. So he knows with games against, you know, coming up, Watford, Norwich, um, um, who else have we got? Wolves. Wolves as well. Sorry, um, away, away, sorry. Um, Fulham. You know, they are massive away games yeah. in particular, and you need reliable characters now we obviously don't know a huge amount about the two new guys but what we do know is they've been around the block a little bit and Callis has been fantastic for most of the season but he's learning his trade you know when you've already got Ben Gibson in the team who's been fantastic Mm. but learning his trade you can't have four players like that or even three really you know George Friend's had a great season we know that if Ayala's fit it's not a problem you've got Ben Gibson and Ayala, the centre backs I think you'd start them every time And obviously we've had problems at the right back. And again, Ryan Fredericks is learning his trade as a young player. He's been another fantastic side and one of the best you'd have to say of the season. But right across that back four, you've got inexperience and players who will make mistakes because they haven't always been in these situations before. They haven't been tested too often in high-pressure matches. So I can understand his thinking behind that. What I would say is that obviously these guys haven't got any time to... To, to, to get up to the pace of the, the division they've got to hit the ground running we? you know we, we're talking about but after Easter five games are left that's no time at all you're straight into the you know the final um, the final straight of the season and um, so going back to what you're saying it is a great opportunity but there's a big onus on them to deliver the moment they're called into the team we know that Fernando's been away with Venezuela can't see him featuring much over Easter yeah. if at all um, but um, from all reports that uh, Dwight T and Trained well this week could well, you know, could well have a big part to play.
0: And I think, um, I mean, judging by Karanga's previous loan signings, you know, we've been stung in the past, haven't we? Especially in the Strachan era, the J.O. Shares and Caleb Fallens who kind of come in, and there's no kind of rhyme or reason to the signing why they're here, it's just he's, he's available, buddies, let's yeah. bring him in. But with the loan signings, there's still that, that reasoning, isn't there, to bring them in. And I guess you've got to, you know, it's going to be the same now, isn't it? Karanga's not the type. To, to panic by, is he? So, well, as I
2: said, both of the both the signings are, are, are far from being unknown quantities. They are, they are well known within the club, mm. so I mean I, I don't have any fears with that. And I think sometimes the, the logic is not how good a player is, but how well they would fit in to the existing skill sets. And they'll judge that. I mean, mm. they, they, you know, I, I think sometimes we we forget how uh, well versed. The, the scouting department and the management and the staff are you know they 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 know everything in intricate detail they will know exactly what they need and i don't really have a problem i mean I, i've got trust in i Karanka, giving his track record and bringing players in he's been by and large incredibly infe- effective in identifying people and making them work within his his template so i, I don't have a problem with that uh, it's always good to reinforce it at the, the key moments of the season. And, you know, one person might emerge as the great galvanising force in the way that Uwe did, in the way that Marco Branca did. I mean, If you want to cast your, your mind back even further, you know, one of those players could well be the John Gittins figure mm-hmm. that gets laughed at by opposition fans, but gets the goal that gets borrowed from yeah. We don't know. It's for them to write the history.
0: Uh, Outgoings, it's been a kind of an odd season for the likes of Ledesma, hasn't it? And Williams, who've kind of been here, there and everywhere. Um, Williams especially, he's he's in his third stint, will it be now, in League One. Um, How difficult is that for a player, especially with Ledesma, whose kind of future's on the line, he doesn't know where he's going to be in the the summer. Is is it just a case of getting the head down and, and... Try and impress whatever boss they're playing for at that given time
1: yeah the are two very different players there of course, is so obviously at the end of his Burr days, and you can 't see him staying beyond this season should be should be placed on record of course the fact that he basically rescued last season by yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with, with those goals at Millwall and again over Christmas when he scored you know a couple of goals um that, that got burr out of what was a very sticky situation yeah. he, but he's that kind of play he's mercurial he 'll have a good day and then he'll have three or four bad days yeah. and you need more from a, from a player, as we've seen with Adam Reach and and, and Albert Adoma. You've got to do it nearly every week. Um, so I think his, his his days are counting down. Let's be honest. But Luke Williams, is just you know, what what will happen with Luke Williams? Constantly hearing the story again. Lee Tomlin, I think, said it last week that, um, half in jest, but he, I think he was <laughs> also half serious that uh, Luke Williams is a better player than he is. Mm. And if that comes out time and time again, on the training ground, Luke Williams has everything.
0: Must be so frustrating for the coaches.
1: Well, clearly, that, that is, you know, that is the, the dilemma, is how do you get a great player like that in terms of technical ability? I've, I've heard it from, the, from me when he was 15, from people within the club, from Dave Parnaby, from everyone connected with the club. You know, Tony Mowbray, who, who didn't feel he could select him, said he's one of the three technically best players at the club. So he's clearly got ability but it's transfer as we saw with Adam Reach some players go away and have a loan spell and come back and say hey I don't want to play for Shrewsbury. Ben Gibson I don't want to play I don't want to play for Bradford Ben Gibson I don't want to play for York too often I don't want to play for Tranmere. I want to play we've got a fantastic training ground I've just realised everybody else most teams don't have that set up that facility and the penny dropped with Adam Reach. had he got older and more mature and he's had a fantastic season I know people say he's got a got bit quiet but that's inevitable he's still, he's still young Luke Williams will hopefully I'm not saying he will but will hopefully the penny will drop with him now it's one thing to be great on the training ground; it's another thing to be great at the, you know, the white heat of a championship battle where you need somebody who can, who can resist it both mentally and physically um, I really hope it works out for him because you know Again, if you've got a player of that talent, and we talked about in England, we want players with great technical ability, but he has to grasp the nettle himself. He has to, go, he has to be at Scunthorpe or wherever he goes next to um, Peterborough is it, mm-hmm. is it, as it is this time. And for the remainder of the season, be dazzle people every match for 90 minutes in every match. And, and people, you want people to come away from watching Peterborough saying, look Williams, he's, he's destined for the Premier League. Yeah. He's got it all. But that, that is up to him now. It can't be down to anybody else. It's up to him. And at
0: Peterborough, I think you know he's playing in a team now that that are doing well. Since Ferguson left, they've had a real upturn. The backing amounts of playoffs. At so Coventry and at Scunthorpe, he was in a bit of a dogfight, wasn't he? You know, the scrapping for the lives. I mean, that should help a, play, a, a player like Williams, shouldn't it? That he's playing in a team that is playing well. Sometimes it doesn't matter what what the other team are doing. It's an
2: opportunity, and you've got to grasp it. That that's. That's how you make a living in football. You have to take every opportunity that is presented to you. And sometimes the mentality of players is suspect. And that's why a whole ream of incredibly talented players over the years uh, have not made it in the game. It's not for a lack of talent. It's because it's about mentality. And it's about when the moment arrives, you've got to deliver. Mm. That's how you get a contract. That's what persuades coaches. They're not interested in how many step overs you can do. And what funny they enough, want Lee is
1: Tomlin's co- a great example of yeah. a player who was talked up as a young player.
2: And, and almost drifted and out and of the game. And almost drifted
1: out of the game. And the penny and t- dropped with Lee Tomlin, yeah. he'll, he'll admit it himself, and it took him a long time to understand what an opportunity what, he had. What
2: coaches want <coughs> is a tough mentality, so that if the game is going against you on the pitch, you're not going to drift away. And they want consistency. It's no good being a 9 out of 10 one week and then a 5 out of 10 the next. That's, that's right, not what they want. With. They want Six and a half to seven every single week. And they want to know that if you get told to do something out on the pitch, you are going to do it. If you don't do it, but then do a dazzling run down to the corner flag and beat, beat your man twice, and, and they're not interested in that. They're more likely to take you off because of that, because you're not doing what you've been told to do.
1: And the great tragedy with, with, with Luke Williams, or whatever, is the wrong word, but the great frustration is... There's a position in the Borough team. Made most for weeks, made 10, for absolutely. him. He is the ultimate number ten. Mm. He's got vision. He's got passing ability. He scores goals. He's wonderful on the ball. And so you'd think that if any position opened itself up for him, it, it was that. It, it is that one. You it, know, in, in the past, maybe Borough played a four-four-two, and he's neither he's neither central midfielder nor orthodox striker. So he perhaps didn't fit, and he maybe had to work out wide or whatever. But this team, at the and, he, and I think Carranca is genuine when he says he's a talented player. I was just player. about to say, he's
0: made it clear he does rate Yeah, teams, he rates yeah.
1: He sees him on the training mm-hmm. ground. You know, he, he, you know, he, he, I think Luke Williams, I could be around I need to check this out, I think Luke Williams was in the England under-16 team that played Spain, 16, 17, forget the age group, when I saw Carranca was coaching that group of players. And again, I'd have to check this, but I think he was part of that setup so he he's seen him play mm. I think Ben Gibson was as well he's seen him play you know back then he knows he knows him well he knows he knows what he can do and that's why he was picked for england and that's why he was given his debut at 16 or whatever it was by gordon Strachan. there's something there and i think i think Burrow, to their credit are sticking with him it seems to me that Burrough want to give him every single opportunity mm. to to, to make it with Borough because they, they see a player who can potentially you know, go anywhere he wants in world football but it, as Vic rightly says it's about doing it you've got to, you've got to be seen you know, how, how, how many times can we sit here and say we've seen Luke Williams you know, put in a really top notch performance for Borough um, uh, so that, that, that's his task I mean personally I think a, a full season somewhere you know, yeah. whether they offer him a new long term deal or whatever they do in the summer or they just say, "Look, you've got one more season, or whatever." But it's not going to be here. It's going to be at, for example, Peterborough. It's going to be at Barnsley. It's going to be wherever. A full season, learning to play first-team football because that's a key. As well, as Vic says again, playing week well, week in, week out, and it, it does take a while to learn that. That you know, to, to, to get to get to grips with that situation.
0: And carry all uh, the move to Brighton is up a win-win for both parties. There, I mean, if 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 carry all, you know, manages to get up up to speed. That's a cracking signing, isn't it, uh, down there? Because there? They, they still need points, don't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, the Borough fans would argue that he should be on the bench at Borough as, a, as an impact sub at the very least. and It's hard to disagree with that, but I think there's a bit more to it than that. But, I mean, he's obviously not going to be part of Borough's plans this season now, you would have to think. So, go to Brighton, impress, get himself a, either a new deal
2: in the summer... Again, it comes down to taking your opportunities. Yeah. He, he has a month at Brighton, and it is only a month, and, and potentially he could be back. And should Borough be in the playoffs, potentially he could be part of the setup here. But he has to go there and, and play with the intensity that Ito Karanka demands. It's very hard to come back after a year out, especially when your game's built on on pace, uh, and then step in after. I mean, he played thirty minutes here and forty minutes there, and mm. one full game in the under twenty ones. And with the best one in the world, the under twenty ones is not the same as being crunched by a monster centre back. Mm. You know, a thirty year old bloke that's got scars all over him. You know, you generally you're up against nineteen 19- and twenty year old lads, and and it's not exactly non contact, but the, the coaches do cl- clamp down on what you know what we would regard as cynical and mm. professional roughing up. And that he will have to, you know, he'll have to. Come through that as the baptism of fire at at Brighton. Uh, But as has been hinted, I mean, there's obviously more to it. And we know last year, for instance, that despite some good performances, he was put on the naughty step by Aitor Karanka for having a bad attitude. And with Aitor Karanka, attitude is all. And sometimes when players come back, you know, they maybe they're out of sync with what's going on in the rest of the dressing room, maybe they're not quite as upbeat maybe he hasn't got that year long buying into the project maybe he feels he should be further up the pecking order than he is and maybe he needs to get away a little bit and and refocus himself as much as getting the fitness maybe it's about he needs to be you know develop that hunger again and maybe a couple of games at Brighton will do that. It's also interesting to note that Brighton do play some of the, the our rivals as well. So, should he impress at Brighton, that could well be doing us a, a, a major service, you know, in terms of the matches he's playing as well.
1: I mean, to be out for a year, which yeah. has been more than a year now, and not to play any first team football in that stage, um, it was it was never going to come back into the Borough team, and you know, and 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 be the old um, Mustafa carry on no. because it's. He's had no pre season. He's, he's had, as Vic says, just a little bit of only 21 football. It was always going to be asking a lot for him to make an impact. But as you see, he could get three or four games under his belt at Brighton, come back at the back end of April. Uh, hopefully, Borough are up. But if not, if it's playoffs for Borough, he's is a, is a useful squad member yeah. who's just had four or five games under his belt and a lot to prove.
2: I mean, it, it's another one of those situations where you get better by the week when you're out. And by the end of the year, you know, you're a combination of especially Pele and Beckenbauer. Sort of player, you know, yeah, exactly. you and just... especially when, at times, you know the, the team have maybe lacked someone that, that will run at the defences and, and provide a little bit of magic. So, you know, so you do you do need that kind of thing. Uh, but but again, I mean, the, the manager has to harness his resources in the best possible way. And if he thinks that, that having a player in the squad that is not entirely up to speed with the mentality of of the season you know hasn't been part of the experience of the season maybe maybe there's you know it's all about whether you gel properly as a unit and up to now Ito Karanka's got the best out of his squad and sometimes you've just got to let the manager manage
0: we'll do exactly that thanks Vic thanks Phil That's it.